0: Today on CityCast Salt Lake, summer is in full swing in the city, which means it's time for summer sweets. I've been baking up a fruit storm, but no matter how flaky my crust or homegrown the rhubarb, I'll never top Salt Lake's pie king, Dominique Wilson. His micro bakery, Pies the Limit, has absolutely taken off on Instagram. And today we're talking about his success, Salt Lake sweet tooth, and I'm taking notes on flaky crust it's monday june 6th 2022 i'm ali Vallarta and this is citycast salt lake (laughs) dominique welcome to citycast salt lake thanks for being here
1: (laughs) thank y'all for having me it's certainly a pleasure to be here
0: i feel like every day is a great day to talk about pie (laughs) Which is basically what I messaged you.
1: <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly what you messaged me. So I think you came to the right man. I mean, there's a lot of people out there making pie, but I guess I can give you my two pennies on the situation.
0: Well, I feel like, and of course, this is my personal opinion, and mm-hmm. um, you might share it, but I do think you make the best pie in Salt Lake.
1: Well, i And
0: I've... <laughs> <laughs> I know, now that I've said it, it's like... <laughs> um, how, tell me about your journey To that, to just making pie?
1: I mean, I've always had a little bit of a knack for cooking. You know, my father was a chef from Louisiana before he Mm -hmm. got into the military and everything and stuff like that. He eventually became a bounty hunter too. He was a a man of many hats, very many hats. This is
0: how most pie stories start. So, yes, absolutely. (laughs) So,
1: just, I've always kind of had just a pretty bad sweet tooth, I guess. Yeah. But I've just, I don't know, I've never really liked overly sweet desserts or anything like that. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I want to say it was probably like maybe 2015, 2016. uh, Me and my lady would always eat at the Dodo here in Salt Lake. And Mm -hmm. just they make some of the best pies and stuff like that. And just never been a cake or cookie person, things like that. But just pie and cheesecake just are near and dear to my heart.
0: Yeah, Um, Sam.
1: So... Yeah, I was sitting at the house one day, bored. And I was like, I think I could make that pie from the dodo. And then one of my really good friends, um, his wife is a wedding planner and she needed some pies for a rustic-looking photo shoot. So I hooked her up some. People (laughs) raved about them and things like that. And it was honestly just more of a a side hustle, just a little hobby to keep me busy from work and things like that. And then... Mm -hmm. Once the pandemic had hit and things like that, I was sitting at the house and I was—I really didn't have a damn thing to do. So I was like, well, maybe we can see what we can turn this into. And Pies Limit was created in 2020.
0: And it's come a long way. I mean, like your pies sell out quickly. You do, I think, is it a monthly or a weekly menu? Uh,
1: Monthly. Monthly Monthly menu. Typically, I'll keep like two or three staples that people just absolutely lose their minds over But the very first pie I learned how to bake was the blueberry sour cream so that one never comes off the menu during this time of the year the raspberry key lime is extremely popular Mm -hmm. rhubarb's in season so I'm about to be covered in rhubarb for at least the next two three months so
0: that's my pie oh yeah a strawberry rhubarb pie, that's my, like, ultimate. And I'm, I like you. I'm a sweet tooth. I've, I mean, I'll say it. I've had 23 cavities. <laughs>
1: oh, man. I've probably got – I'm going to the dentist next week. That dentist is – that dentist is – I feel so much judgment coming on next week. It's going to uh, be so much judgment. Just a whole bunch of what? just looking in your mouth and shaking your – just shaking heads like, <laughs> like who are you?
0: I don't think you should feel the judgment because I'm always just like, oh, I see you got a new boat, huh? Right,
1: exactly. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I'll I'm just like, keep eating you, pie. Yeah, you living real comfortable over there. I'm <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll keep eating pie so I can keep y'all paying these bills up in here. <laughs>
0: It's so interesting that your business was sort of born of the pandemic. Cause I think we talk a lot about like how small businesses fared during the pandemic yeah. was, I mean, like, how has that affected you? Like, even though it was, they were kind of happening simultaneously, like did the pandemic shake things up in terms of starting a business?
1: Well, the thing, well, more than anything, um, was, I would certainly have to say what springboarded everything was, you know, the unfortunate situation that had happened with George Floyd, Mm. because, I mean, of course, I'd want to say that happened about May 25th or 26th of 2020. Yeah. And... I want to say June 2nd was when everyone was like, you know, tagging people on Instagram as black owned businesses. And I'll tell you right now, I did not think of myself as a, a, a business at that time. It was just mm. honestly, I just looked at it more something to keep me busy while I was out of work and everything like that. But yeah. once it started to collect a lot more steam and J- June 2nd hit and I was just like, oh, damn. Huh. But I was like, it just went like 500 followers to a thousand followers, and I think the biggest thing was the normal ice cream shop. Yeah, they had reached out to me, and they were just like, "You look like you have an awesome product, and you know, you seem like a great person, and we just want to give you an opportunity to get your name out there, and you know, mm-hmm. just to grow your business." So it was. I mean, it was a great feeling to see that it was, you know, growing so fast, but yet and still, I just thought about the situation that it kind of caused it. So yeah, it was, it it literally from that moment on, it was just, <laughs> I want to say yeah. June was probably the last time I actually got decent sleep, but it just, it was just from that, from normal reaching out to... Good Things Utah having me on the news there. And I remember I just, I pulled over, I was driving and I called my friend and I started to get teary eyed because I was just like, mm. I was like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to be able to handle all this. Like everything is happening so fast. And yeah, he was like, be proud. He was like, this is everything that you've worked for. And he was like, take it. He was like, just, he's like, accept all the good that comes with it. But you know, understand the circumstances that got you here. So Mm-hmm. I mean, I never, I'll never. i never take that for granted while I'm grateful, you know. Um, we still got a long way to go,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: um, I'm grateful. I, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't just grateful for everything that's happened. Because I certainly do. I did not expect it to become this.
0: Yeah. What's the dream?
1: Oh, the dream.
0: Because <laughs> are you still making pies? Do you have like a workspace now? Because I imagine june 2020 you're making pies in your kitchen oh
1: yeah absolutely um yeah that's that's where it all started honestly where i'm currently at right now is where pies the limit all started dating back to the first pie that got baked here in like 2017 yeah um but no i've actually the space that i've worked in is right off of 1020 south and main street um it was this family that i used to serve quite a bit when i was working at tsunami Um, he had a connection to the all the Valley Behavioral Health buildings in Salt Lake and one of them actually had a kitchen in the basement because I mean I've checked out a lot of other commercial kitchens and things like that around but like with so many of food trucks and things like that operating inside of these commercial kitchens it was just kind of hard to find space but yeah primarily I'm the only person that's ever there from like 2.30 2.30 all the way throughout the night. So to answer your question, what's the dream? Um, you know, that is a really good question. You know, a lot of people have always <laughs> asked me, do I kind of like want my own storefront or something like that? Um, yeah. I, I haven't, you know, I don't, wouldn't say that I want to necessarily own my own restaurant or anything, but mm-hmm. if I could essentially turn Pies the Limit into something like, you know, crumbles are everywhere, um, mm, mm-hmm, but I don't feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of places that, you know, you can go somewhere and get like a small assortment of mini pies and things like that. If we mm-hmm. could turn that into something like crumbling, get pies limit <laughs> across these 50 states and have them on street corners, like, <laughs> like, like gas stations, then I think yep. we're moving in the right direction, but <laughs> essentially, so. but essentially the biggest thing is, you know, I don't have a family right now, and I certainly want one. Me yeah, and my fiance mm-hmm. do, um, but I think that I've always said that I don't think something that's taught enough in the black communities is, you know, ownership mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. essentially just having a business that's our own that we could pass mm-hmm. down to our kids. I'm not saying my kids need to be in the pie business or anything, but <laughs> being yeah. able to, you know, being able to at least leave them something that. Mm-hmm. They can grow into their own and chase their dreams, regardless of what it may be. But just being able to, you know, leave a legacy—that's uh, mm-hmm. that's the biggest. That's the biggest dream.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if I could get pies the limit delivered, I'd be all over that. Hey, <laughs> I bet especially you would. I've had a lot of. That's I've had right. a lot of
1: people reach out to me from like out of state. they like, how are you going to start shipping these? I'm like, get me a minute. Just let me, let me, I'm yeah. working on it. I'm working on it. We- I'm
0: still working out of the Valley Behavioral Health, ma'am.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got a you know, ghost kitchen I gotta, here. I got to distribute throughout Utah before I can even start thinking about getting them out of state. But, yeah. um, uh, but it's, but we got, we got a couple of good ideas that we're working on right now.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting because like, I feel like something that comes up a lot on this show where we are like, so interested in talking specifically about salt Lake and Utah and like our own cultural phenomenon is just like sure. the sweet tooth industry is there. Oh. like, salt, like Utah's love desserts. And I think you definitely have to say a piece of that is LDS culture where like, you know, you're not going to go out to a bar, you go out, get some yeah, dessert, exactly. whatever. Like, but that is, that has moved, I think just beyond that to yeah. all salt Lakers, like we love cookies we love like we take mm-hmm. for granted how good our dessert culture is i'm curious how that like plays into the success of pies the limit too that just like people are so receptive to desserts
1: um <laughs> i think probably living in salt lake city and probably knowing how much the lds community likes sugar probably I'm like, ah nah, oh, Dominique, I guess you do kind of got a good end there. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I mean, you, seriously, like you go out, you see people waiting in lines to grab a soda from Swig with cookies oh, yeah. and all that. Yep. And I'm just like, man, I'm like, how can I tap into this? So mm-hmm. um, I think the biggest thing was that knowing that people love desserts, but I think the thing is that Everybody loves something that's homemade, you know, Mm -hmm. with fresh ingredients made to order. People aren't wanting to, I mean, people will go to a Smith's or Harmon's or whatever store and grab Mm -hmm. a pie that's been sitting out for you to have no idea how long or the preservatives in it. So I feel that's the one thing that's, you know, especially in Utah with us starting to get a lot of, a, we're starting to get, you know, a lot more of a younger crowd, but a lot of those Mm -hmm. younger crowds want the stuff that's, Made from scratch and not full of preservatives, and I'll tell yeah. people I'm like, look, man, you get a pie for me. You better eat that. You better eat it within a few days because <laughs> I'm not responsible for what happens to your stomach <laughs> after that. I'm like there ain't no preservatives and none of this, and yeah. none of that. And I'm giving you that straight drop stuff. So just, just so. But I think that's has played into a lot of the success at knowing people are coming to get something made to order, fresh. I th- that at, at the end of the day, everybody wants to put fresh food into their body, regardless yeah. if it's regardless if it's full of sugar and butter. Because look, I'll tell people, I'm like, look, I'm not here to give you anything diet wise. I'm here to whiten right. your hips. I'm That's here to right. whiten- I'm here to give you some uh, a big booty and some big hips. I might even <laughs> change. I might even change the pie company name to one day to Big Booty Pies. <laughs>
0: I feel like that could be like a a, a sister company or another yeah, company exactly, to, to exactly, Pie's the Limit. Exactly.
1: Oh, Pie's the Limit and Big Booty. We just, <laughs> hey man, we just, we just here, we here to give y'all a good time. Okay, yeah. that's all we here for it.
0: Right, and that's, I mean, like that's the point, right? I'm so interested in pie. Of course, the expression is like, there's nothing more American than apple pie. I do think personally that apple pie is a little overrepresented when no. we talk about pie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm curious what you think makes the perfect pie. Like, what are you looking for in a good pie?
1: Oh, man. You know, I think the the generic answer would always be love. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. Uh, I think, I mean, essentially what makes a perfect pie is, um, one, the quality of your ingredients, because I think the quality of your ingredients will always uh, show in what you're baking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, essentially... For any pie, I always believe it's the crust. Yeah. Um, like what I've always say, what makes the perfect crust is everything, when I'm making my crust, everything has to be pretty much just about freezing cold. From the water mm-hmm. to the butter, um, those nice big chunks um, of butter that are in your crust as it's baking will certainly make your crust much more flakier.
0: Okay. Um,
1: ain't nobody trying to eat no dry crust. No mm-hmm. one wants no part of that, so... No. Um, Yeah. I would say just, I mean, the perfect pie is just the quality of your ingredients. I mean, if you're, if you're getting cheap ingredients, I promise you'll taste it throughout the pie. Um, I've made, I've made plenty of blueberry sour creams, the number one pie. Uh, I've tried frozen blueberries. Frozen Mm. blueberries do not taste good in that pie. I've done, made it plenty of times before, and it's just yeah. like, look, if I have to spend a little extra money to get the fresh blueberries, then that's just what I have to do because at the end of the day, my name's on it. So right. um, yeah, right. uh, making sure making sure the crust is perfect, use cold everything, even a little bit like a teaspoon of vinegar in your crust helps break down the gluten so it doesn't really? also, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. A good tip. Yep, just just a teaspoon of vinegar. You ain't even gotta use too much. Um, A teaspoon of white vinegar helps break down the gluten during the breaking uh, during the baking process. Okay. Um. So you know, that's an I I ain't telling you. I ain't telling you all the secrets. I'm giving y'all a little something, just a little something, (laughs) something.
0: Listening. Keep going. Just a little
1: something, (laughs) something. You know.
0: I went. I will tell you. I went um, down to the Salt Lake County Fair a couple years ago, and Mm -hmm. they have a pie contest. Yeah. And all the pies are out. You can kind of browse them, and they had already been awarded their ribbons by Mm -hmm. the time I got there. Right, and there was not a single pie from salt lake city because really? all the pies they have the name of the baker yeah. and then they have like whatever township they're representing so Absolutely. it was south jordan west valley west jordan draper sandy north salt lake you name it
1: yeah
0: no pie from salt lake city mm. so i'm like
1: well it looks I don't like we gotta it to be me up.
0: but I- I do feel like if you're listening to this, like someone, some of us in Salt Lake have to start representing our pies down at the Salt Lake County Fair because we're getting whooped and there's hey. no reason for it. I know there are lots of good Salt Lake bakers.
1: I'm not afraid of any challenge. So if you if that if you that's what you're saying and you're saying that Pies the Limit needs to be there, <laughs> then Pies the Limit needs to be there.
0: I think Pies the Limit needs to be there. I also think that's like, that will be kind of unfair because this is a pretty amateur baking competition. But, you know, I'm,
1: what? I'm, 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 if, if Salt Lake
0: I'm, City's going to come in, I think we got to go in all the way.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm not here to discredit anyone. And I'm like, hey, you, you, you bring your stuff, I bring my stuff. We let the people decide.
0: Dominique, thank you so much for your time. I had an absolute blast with you talking oh, all no. things pie. And best of luck with Pies Limit. I cannot wait until I can ship one out to my friends in other states and just see it everywhere. I'm ready.
1: I appreciate you reaching out. And I cannot wait to ship you whatever your heart desires.
0: <laughs> Perfect. little news before we go it's one of those things that got overshadowed for me during the pandemic but the Salt Lake County Fair Dominique and I talked about at the equestrian center apparently it's no more as of July of 2020 their Facebook page has a disappointing post that reads quote due to funding changes the Salt Lake County Fair has been discontinued end quote for now I'm shopping around with my pie entry and it's looking like Draper days in news news On Friday, Salt Lake City announced a gun buyback program. It's a local effort to curb gun violence and get weapons out of homes. This Saturday, between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., anyone can turn in their firearm in exchange for a gift card at the Salt Lake City Police Station. The mayor's office promises no questions asked and no need to provide ID or how you got the gun or where you got the gun, et cetera, et cetera. The gun must be unloaded and in a case or a lock. Salt Lake is following in the footsteps of other cities which have piloted similar programs to some success, $100 if the firearm is fully or semi-automatic, and $50 for anything else. I will be curious to see the results of this program. According to a 2020 report from the Utah Department of Health, the firearm-related death rate in Utah has been consistently higher than the national average since 2010. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. If you want to find Dominique's pies, he's on Instagram, at piesthelimitut. Here is the June pie menu. Ready for this? Blueberry sour cream, pistachio mascarpone, raspberry key lime, strawberry rhubarb, and in the savory realm, mac and cheese pie, veggie pot pie, chicken pot pie, and oh, a strawberry mango cheesecake. (sighs) Amazing. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around this city. Bye.